Hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of The Generation, where we talk about what it's like to be Asian in America. We're going to be covering some really juicy topics, so grab your snacks and boba and get comfy. I'm your host, Fanny, and just a little bit about myself. I'm a 21-year-old Chinese-American born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm currently studying music and entertainment industries at Syracuse University. As you can tell, I'm not your typical Asian, which is why I wanted to make this podcast, to showcase things that you might not know about the Asian-American community. This podcast is the place to hear our thoughts behind certain stereotypes and break the bubble that we've been put in. I grew up in a super diverse place, but still experienced a lot of racism and xenophobia, so I hope to share my experiences as well as those of my guests. And for the first episode, I'm super excited to announce our first guest, Fiona E. Ooh, ooh. Hi guys, um, thank you for having me on your on the first episode of this podcast. I'm very excited. Of course, thank you so much for joining us today and being our special guest. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Fiona E. I'm Chinese American, 21 years old. I'm a senior, so class of 2021, baby. <laughs> hey, yeah, fun fact, Fiona and I actually met in middle school, so that was a long time ago. Yeah, more than a decade. <laughs> yeah, and I really wanted Fiona to be the very first guest for the first episode because mm. we usually talk a lot about, you know, what it's like being Asian and we relate to each other a lot, so... <laughs> Yeah, let's just get started. The very first topic that I want to cover is relationships. So I know you're in one right now, and it's a little bit different from what your parents want and their perspective. So can you just dive a little bit into that topic? Yeah, wow, you really hit me with a good one. Um, so I am in a relationship, long distance relationship right now. Uh, my girlfriend is in South Korea. I'm here in Brooklyn. And it is definitely an unconventional one in my parents' perspective because this is not something that they expected uh, for their first daughter to be in. You know, like I'm the oldest, so there's a lot of expectations placed on me before I was even born, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just a very difficult um but i'm happy so yeah are you hiding this relationship from your parents and you know how do you think you're gonna go about that i did come out actually to my parents three times before i got into a relationship but every single time it was a similar reaction of like disapproval and i know their answer is like a solid no and it's really hard to even like convince them about like my viewpoints or like how I feel because it's not something generally talked about in an Asian household. Um, so yeah, this relationship is secret and I haven't told them about it. Do you think they're gonna be, you know, disappointed when you do plan on telling them and how are you planning to tell them in the future? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'll be telling them anytime soon just because I did say like I did come out to them previously multiple times and every time it was a uh, like a same reaction 
and just having me to like talk to them once again and then have another person be involved it's a lot more to handle i believe so i don't think i'll be telling them anytime soon and in the future if i do talk about it or like i do come out and bring up the relationship it definitely will be when i feel settled like i'm more independent and i feel emotionally ready to tell my parents again yeah i think the thing about being asian american is you really want to i guess meet the expectations mm-hmm. of your parents and since romance and relationships is such a big part of you know everyone's lives do you think that you know you're going to put them first in the future since if they don't approve of your relationship and this is a long-term thing they might not want to be a part of you know this happy part of your life mm-hmm. wow these are some questions i think about at night um <laughs> uh i it's the sad part is that like i really do want my parents to be like part of this happy moment because it's like not happy moments because like, like relationship is such a big thing i believe in uh in a person's life and just ha- like i wish i could share more events and moments to my parents like with my parents and like to the rest of my family but because it's something that's not fully accepted in like my household i have to keep a lot of these like moments away and i just like either celebrate it on my own talk to my friends about it like thank goodness i have such a solid like friendship with so many people who accept this about me this part about me that i can always go to them and talk um but i wish my parents were part of it too and like i really hope that they could come around and see like this is not bad this is love <laughs> you know not yeah. something that should be um disappointed about you know mm-hmm. yeah and i know some parts of your family they're really religious mm-hmm. and they kind of think this is like a sin So are you valuing your family more than, you know, your love life? It's almost like a tug of war in my mind most of the time because I do want to have my family around for these things, but I also like I'm very I'm a big family person, so I love spending time with my family and just being around them, just like, you know, traveling and everything just like with family. uh but then at the same time i really value my own feelings too and yeah. a lot of time it's like do i make them happy or do i make myself happy and that's like a constant question that pops up like do i make myself happy or do i like make someone else happy that means a lot to me uh but at the end of the day i would say i would have to be a little bit selfish and place myself first maybe that's not selfish it's like self love um but yeah i would say that like at the end of the day i would choose myself i just hope that like this part of myself can be accepted by my family and it's hard like being asian and also uh having such a religious uh a family me- like so many religious family members it's hard to come out to everyone um and just talking to them like without having to be um seen as a disappointment another thing about asian parents is that they really want to shape you into you know a perfect son a perfect daughter so because you're kind of straying away from that do you think you're a disappointment or you're you know disappointing them yeah actually i do feel like that um 
when I first、um, came out to myself, actually, I was so in shock because of growing up in a household where this is sort of seen as a bad thing. I was just like, oh my gosh, I am such a big disappointment. Like grades don't even matter at this point, you know. Just wow, like this is gonna shake my parents' world.、Um, yeah, and so I was really just sad that I had to. Like I had to be like this, and it's so sad to say that too, that I have to be like this.、Um, yeah, just not being to like not being able to fit what my parents wanted me to fit. It's liberating, but at the same time, it's so sad. <laughs>、um, and being the firstborn, it's probably harder too because like they already have all these expectations set for me of like、um, get married, have kids, and. Like just being a what they would say like normal relationship, so I, I was feeling like I felt like a disappointment. But yeah, I said felt because now I'm just coming to term that this is who I am. I don't like exactly like I can't exactly fit in everyone's mold. I feel bad that my parents have to deal with this side, or like they have to have a first daughter who is who isn't exactly what they want or plan to have, but. You know what? Gotta live my own life. <laughs> kind of on that same topic, do you ever feel jealous in a way of other races because they're more accepting of their children and allowing them to, you know, be be them?、Mm, I don't know exactly because I know that、um, maybe like few other races also have. Like I don't really think it's because of race that. Makes this difficult. Like race do come into play, you know. Like, but I just think、um, what I have is very personal. Like, cause my parents are liberal in different things, but then for this, they're just like against it.、Uh, like, I don't think I feel jealous、um, because I know that every household is different. Even if you're in like a different like group or like. If you have a different like ethnicity, nationality, or like different race group, like it's everyone's different. Like your house, your family is different from another family, and I don't think I feel jealousy, but I do crave for that understanding from my parents and from like like my family in general because like my grandparents are like still part of it, <laughs> are still part. <laughs> I feel so bad for still. <laughs> I mean. Like my aunts and uncles, cousins, I just like wish that I have a more supportive group behind me than just straight up like disagreeing because you know they don't agree with it. Well, especially like Asian parents, I think they really want their children to you know stay pure and stay innocent and to kind of kind of guard you away from these quote unquote sins, you know stuff like sex. And getting into relationships early,、um, they just don't want that to happen. And I don't know if you can speak from experience about any of that. That's the funny part, actually, because my parents were very open about relationship talks and sex when I was growing up. Like I would always come home, talk to them about like these different crushes, and just I was very comfortable talking to them about, like at least like. Conventional topics on relationship because I had crushes on guys and so I was always able to be like mom dad blah 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 I even told them about like my Tinder date 
before. So like I was, it's open. So yeah, my family's weird. <laughs> <laughs> They're weird because like they would be fine with me talking about those things, and then, but this is slightly different. So yeah, I understand. I guess like when you kind of told them about your crushes and mm-hmm. you know going on your Tinder dates, what were their reactions on that? Oh my gosh, my dad was so supportive about it <laughs> because I, that was beginning of college, and I was like, wow, never even been in a relationship. So I'm just like, okay, time to go, time to meet some people. And my dad was just like, yeah, it's about time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird too because like in high school they're like no to dating but then they're allowing crushes but then in college they're like come on why are you still single so yeah my dad was really happy that I was going out <laughs> and trying to meet new people I guess yeah that's the thing about Asian families I feel mm-hmm. like that's really mm-hmm. similar I mean like similar In the Asian community, community, it's like you have to focus on school. You have to get A pluses on everything, mm-hmm. like over a hundred, and you know you should be focusing on school. Stop talking about boys and you know stuff like that. But then once you reach a certain age, they're like, um, yeah, like, come on, are man. you single? Like, right. you know, like why, like. Why do they do that to us? I don't even get it because yeah, exactly. Like all of a sudden they're like, "What the heck? Why is this part of your life lacking? Like why?" <laughs> And yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to take a quick break before we jump into our next topic. And I'm super excited to announce that the generation is now available to stream free on Spotify. The app is free to download on any device, and it's super easy to use. You can listen to music and tune in to hundreds of podcasts, just like the generation. Just a simple search, and you can start listening. Again, it's totally free, and you can use it even without a premium account. So, what are you waiting for? Download the app and start listening now. And we're back. So, the next topic that we're going to talk about is actually school. And if you know, typical Asian stereotypes is school is such a big part of the Asian community, and <laughs> yeah. So let's just talk about our experiences as an Asian, and I guess being pressured to do so well in school. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Like I think your parents were actually hard, like much more harsh, because I remember middle school. When uh, I I'd be seeing you stressed out every t- before every t- test, and you'll be getting like pretty high ass grades. So like for my parents, they were like again chill, but then I did have to throw out my test a few times because I scored <laughs> below fifty. Fifty girl. Yeah, that was from that. You're not a true Asian. I know. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, yeah, I see. Like, there's so many stereotypes with Asians being good at math, but there's so many of us that are horrible. Yeah, no, like I'm really bad. I don't think I'm really Asian. If, for, <laughs> if that's part of the traits, yeah, no. Yeah, I just remember in middle school, 
and elementary school, there was this thing that we had to do where every single test we had to, you know, bring home and get it signed by our parents. Mm-hmm. And I would be so scared to bring home that... less than 100. Yeah, you'll be scared when you get an 89. Like, I remember you freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Like, below 90. Yeah, were you ever scared of your parents yelling at you because you got, you know, not a great grade? Yes and no, because, like, if I got, like, a 75, I think they might be, uh, they're not gonna be screaming their ass off, (laughs) but I would be scared if I did get below that. It's very different, like, it's really different because if I brought home, like, an 80-something, to certain like students i remember they would be freaking out because it's really low and i was kind of like oh yeah 80 that's that's okay <laughs> not yeah the same. i would actually get like b like not oh. like not like <laughs> oh no <laughs> what like i don't want to call my parents out for <laughs> child abuse okay it's I, disclaimer <laughs> it was not child abuse do not it's call love. um yeah yeah no it's like It was just so, such a big part Mm -hmm. of my family and how I grew up. Grades were, you know, so important. And it's kind of crazy that your parents are different from the typical Asian family. Yeah, I know. It's weird. But like, do you think you'll be that kind of parent? Like, what parent, what what kind of parent will you be for your kids? Honestly, I feel like I'll be a tiger mom. Oh, no. Yeah, like, tiger moms are super common in Asian families. They're. So you're going to traumatize your kids, too? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They got to go through what I went through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I just went to a lot of after school, Saturday schools, Sunday schools summer schools i basically had no childhood (laughs) you just went to school (laughs) yeah that was like literally being able to graduate early and not think of school is so relieving for me and yeah like how do you feel about graduating you're graduating soon too um I'm excited, but also, yeah, worried <laughs> because, like, that's the next step. They're going to start talking about jobs, you know? It's never going to stop. Yeah, like, especially now because of COVID, especially hard. But, yeah, so you're studying graphic design at Pratt right now. And can you just talk a little bit more about your experience and, you know, doing art and being in a creative field is not conventional for Asians. So just how did your parents react to you deciding what your major was? Uh, Yeah, like when I decided to do graphic design, it was really supported by my parents because that's the weird part again (laughs) about my family. Because before that, Fanny and I actually wanted to become doctors in high school. We were like stacking (laughs) up on all those science and math classes ready to um, pursue that in college but then um, I my parents were just always so confused like why all of a sudden I want to do medical because they seen that I always drew and like like I always did art art stuff growing up like um, a lot of drawings and just like just a lot of hands-on creative things so when my parents heard that I want to do something that's very uh, practical <laughs> nothing that design isn't but it's just like they're just like wait what you want to do that why 
and they were just questioning me all the time until I was like, okay, I'm, I'm my, I'm gonna do art like design, and they're just like, oh yes, like that fits, like yes, do that. Um, so yeah, my parents were very supportive about about that. Um, it wasn't really difficult for me to make this decision. Um, but now towards the end of like college and having to really prepare for the actual world, my parents are like, okay, like, are you able to find jobs? So I'm like, okay, I don't know. It's a lot of questioning again. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever feel like any regret for going into a creative field rather than something that's more, like you said, practical? Mm, no. I do think about it, but I I don't think I'll be happy when if I do something that's um like sciency or sorry for even using that term for like doctors, but <laughs> doing something that's like a doctor, lawyer, or all those very practical jobs. Um, just because like I knew I wanted to do art at a very young age, and just having to be able to continue to do that and make money and just like have it as a job like I'm very excited for it and I don't regret at all yeah I totally agree I feel like we should never regret anything we set our hearts to because you know it's what we want to do at the end of the day not our parents and it's our life that we're living and not theirs so I'm really happy to hear that from you but before I ask Fiona the last question of the night we're going to take another short break and I hope you all have been liking the podcast so far. And if you like my show, you're going to love all the shows on the Collider Network on Podcast One. The YouTube channel turned Podcast Super Network has got you covered with everything pop culture. So check out Collider Sports, Jedi Council, One on One with Christian Harloff, Movie Trivia Schmodown, and so much more. Check out the Collider Network every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So back to our conversation, you mentioned the topic of money, and I feel like an Asian family's money is always this way of measuring success and happiness. So yeah, I wanted to hear your perspective of that. Whenever it's like we talk about money, it's so tricky because like passion and money sometimes clashes. And I think that would be same for you too, right? Like Fanny, like um, you could speak a little bit more about that too because we're doing we're both doing something that's very unconventional in like this in Asian community or Asian household that it's not very common for us to just be like oh yeah you can make money there um so I'm constantly having to prove myself prove to myself and my family that this is the right path and it will make money just that like it's not as obvious compared to like you know being a lawyer or a doctor yeah 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 I I would relate to that um my parents were kind of iffy with me doing music in the beginning because you know they always said oh that's not practical you're not going to make money again Mm -hmm. money is such a big part (gasps) of yeah like that's what they define as being successful making a lot of money and so when i got into bandier they i guess i kind of compromised with them because i'm not exactly doing Or like being a creative and being like a singer and um, like an artist. 
but I'm doing things in the background on the back end. And so I think that's why they kind of said like, okay, like you can probably make money doing that. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that's kind of, you know, something that Asians or Asian Americans have to deal with because, you know, a lot of our parents are immigrants and they came here with practically nothing. Mm-hmm. And it, it was all because of us, their children. And so they kind of just want to see us be successful and make a lot of money because they know what it's like to not have money and to be poor and that's why they had to work so hard Mm -hmm. so they just want to kind of shape you into going into the right path and not not going into you know what they went through yeah like what then how would you define success yeah i guess that's really weird because being in a like an asian family I'm kind of wired to think that success is about making money and being financially stable. So honestly, I think success is, yes, money is a big part of it, being financially stable, even though there's a quote that's like, oh, money can't buy you everything or money can't buy you happiness. And I don't know, in in a way, I feel like that's not 100%, you know, false. And so... I don't know. I feel like I, I'm going on a tangent here, but yeah, I guess just like being happy, but also being financially stable in a way because, you know, in life, you're going to have to need money to be to buy things that you want or, you know, treat yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would agree with you about on that about like success. It's definitely about like being financially stable and being passionate, you know, like going to work and being passionate with what you do is successful. Like I would say, I would define success as something where I'm um, looking forward to it, like working on it mm-hmm. or like I'm excited to wake up and do whatever I have to do. I have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why like I always tell people to kind of live life to their fullest mm-hmm. and just do whatever they want to do even though it's not, you know, practical in their parents' eyes because, you know, you only live once, YOLO. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, you're going to regret it in the future if Mm -hmm. you don't, you know, go for your dreams and your goals. So, yeah, that's just kind of just really weird thinking of it in the perspective of, you know, an Asian American and growing up in an Asian household and being wired to think one way, but educating yourself to think another way. Mm-hmm. Just like being, I don't, I don't know like if other communities feel this way too, where there's a constant um, uh, questioning of like identity because of how we were raised. And now that we're in, in like, uh, we're Asian Americans, right? So like there's that dual identity where one is like our family like the way we were raised and another is just like this is the way society is run and just like trying to find that balance of like who who we are is definitely something that like we're constantly going like I'm constantly having to balance out yeah I think especially for Asian Americans it's something that we go through every day like in the eyes of Asian people like from like China Japan or wherever in Asia they think oh, you're American, so you're not Asian enough. But then here in America, they're like, oh, you're Asian, so you're not American enough. So where do we, you know, where do we stand? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us just have this 
identity crisis that we <laughs> yeah. go through during like different times of our lives and yeah I just find that super interesting and I'm sure that other people can also relate to this too mm-hmm. yeah so to kind of wrap things up on a good note one advice that I think we both took from this episode is to you know just do what you love and you know go for things that might not be conventional and might not be practical to you know other people but yeah so i hope you guys really enjoyed this first episode we really dived into some deep topics and i wanted to thank fiona again for joining us hi yes thank you for having me but like one last thing i would love to add is just to value yourself value your feelings it doesn't have to be going on the track that your parents or your family or even society wants you to go on. Like, as long as you're happy with that path you're going on or it feels right for you, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, yeah, so I love to, I love this podcast. I love being on here. <laughs> yeah, um, we had a lot of fun talking about, you know, all these things. And we really hope that you guys got something out of it too just like how we did but yeah that's a wrap for the first episode and stay tuned for the next one where we'll have another special guest but yeah again you're listening to the generation and i'm your host fanny and yeah thank you so much bye Bye.